name is Neil Middleton and every month we create informative content for you as we talk to important, influential and inspirational people from the world of bats as well as other areas of interest. To find out more about Batability, go to batability.co.uk. Now for the interview, let's do it. Hello, hello, hello and welcome everybody to this Talking Bat interview and today I am very, very pleased to be talking bat with Al Milano, bat detector reviewer extraordinaire. Hi Al, how are you doing? Hi, very good, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for doing this. Are you looking forward to it? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I'm excited. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's good stuff, it's good stuff. Now, what many people won't know about you, and I think it's not unfair for me to say this against anyone else on the planet, but I think you must be the one person on planet Earth that has reviewed more bat detectors and associated equipment than anybody else in existence. Is that? I, I, I think that's fair to say. Yep. Yeah. That is pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. So, and the other thing about this guy, everybody, is as you're going to learn as we start talking, he's not in the pocket of any of the manufacturers. He doesn't owe anybody anything. Uh, so his reviews are genuine, credible, honest appraisals of what he feels he is experiencing when he takes these bat detectors out of the box, so to speak. Again, is that... Yes. Have I got that right, Al? Yeah. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's, yeah. that's one of the important, you know, an important factor. Yeah. Now, before we get into all that, though, I want to talk a little bit about your background and, you know, where you started off life and what did you do professionally? Because you got into the bat detecting stuff about 10 plus years ago. But yes. before that, am I right in seeing your background is computer engineering, that kind of stuff? Is that... Yes. Yes. I started as a, uh, a computer technician and eventually uh, really enjoyed uh, servers. And so after being a computer engineer, uh, working on laptops and getting tons and tons of certifications, so I'm pretty much certified to work on lots of different brands of laptops and computer hardware. Uh, but then eventually, again, I uh, enjoyed the idea of servers and data centers, server rooms, and I eventually managed to uh, get to work uh, on site at Pfizer Pharmaceuticals, uh, taking care of their server room. Uh, wow. Yeah, that, that was, uh, I guess, you know, the, the high point of my career at the time. And just continued to work with computers as well. Um, and until uh, eventually, well, I, you know, became disabled. I have problems with my back okay. and had to stop working because of the pain. And I've, I've been disabled since. So I keep busy with electronic stuff. And that's how I got eventually got into bad detectors. Okay. So you're not professionally employed at any no. level now? Is that fair? Or do you do no. anything professionally now? No, nothing at all. Okay, okay. Yeah. But you've got uh, some interesting uh, things that you do other than uh, bat detectors, of course. And first of all, uh, 
you're quite heavily into your astronomy product reviews as well. Do you want to talk a little bit about, about this? Because I, I know nothing about astronomy other than what a full moon looks like, okay? <laughs> Just tell us a little well, yeah. bit about, about this stuff. Sure. Uh, well, I've, I've kind of been into astronomy since about the age of 12 when I got my, uh, my one of my older brothers bought me a telescope. And um, I really didn't know what to do with it back then. Uh, I was 12 years old, um, but that kind of started my interest. And I've been interested in astronomy pretty much ever since. And uh, I eventually, uh, you know, typed up this blog and uh, it originally was um, covering uh, urban astronomy since I happened to, at the time, live in an urban environment. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of, um, uh, a lot of um, issues with trying to enjoy astronomy in an urban setting because of all the light pollution and things like that. Uh, and I basically uh, wrote some blog posts and I ended up uh, requesting, um, uh, I should say, requesting um, equipment to review from different manufacturers. And I enjoyed that, uh, especially certain filters, which would help someone uh, in an urban environment to cut out light pollution. So those, uh, those reviews went over very well. And this was uh, simultaneously uh, pretty much while I had the uh, bat detector blog already up and running. And um, yeah, so it's kind of like a, a hobby and uh, it's 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 interesting. A lot of uh, and, and then towards the end, I got into uh, astrophotography, which okay. is uh, very interesting, but uh, time consuming uh, to process the images after the images are acquired. And now I'm very lucky to live in a uh, suburban, more rural area with darker skies, and so of course I had to take advantage of that for a bit. And uh, and the bats, of course. Yeah, the, the the population of bats has increased, you know, tenfold. <laughs> okay, so where about where about do you live now? You're obviously in the states, but where about in the states are you? Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, well, it, which part? Which part of the USA are you in? Yeah. Uh, in New York. Okay. So it was closer to New York City originally, and finally I'm up in the uh, suburbs. Uh, about 70 miles or 60 or 70 miles north of New York City or thereabouts. And so is that uh, getting, I'm trying to think of my geography of the USA, is that getting, us getting closer to the Canadian border? Is that right? Yes. Yes, the, the closer I can get, you know, north, the, the, probably the happier I'd be. <laughs> it's just like the, I'm enjoying the uh, uh, suburban kind of lifestyle and, you know, and, and just seeing wildlife because I'm just crazy about wildlife. And I saw two toads today, two fowler's toads, and just love them. You know? <laughs> uh, uh, good, good stuff. Good stuff. Now talking about talking about hobbies. Um, what the blazes is this? <laughs> what's, what's, what's going on here? <laughs> okay. Now this is. Uh, this is a microscope, an image from a microscope, because I'm crazy about microscopes and <laughs> microscopy. And that is also something that, you know, has a rich history uh, in the UK. Um, and uh, as a lot of my interests do. Um, but uh, this happens to be 
um, partial, uh, uh, partial abdomen of an earwig, which was dissected. And in its, this is uh, the, the, uh, the abdomen in its entirety, uh, as far as remo having removed the exoskeleton. And this is a stack of 10 images taken with a fluorescence microscope. Okay. And uh, it was neat because in this case, uh, just about all of the earwigs organs um, are autofluorescent. So they, you know, the, comp the compounds that they, uh, they're made up of uh, automatically fluoresce under UV, blue UV um, light of okay. about four, 460 nanometers. So this is just a, a regular stack of 10 images. And, uh, you know, you can see all of the, uh, a lot of the organs. Unfortunately, you can't see too much of the, the nerve, uh, a lot of the nerve structure, which is quite interesting to me. Uh, but that's kind of like at the bottom of that image, you see some of the nerve structure. What but, can I uh, here or? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Earwig, earwigs have these, these two glands that they use for chemical defense and they contain quinine, well, a substance similar to quinine and uh, they are very fluorescent. They fluoresce very brightly. And that's what I was trying to do. And then it, was, it wasn't easy. So eventually I said, well, this looks, this looks pretty nice and took an image to wow. share <laughs> on Facebook. So goodness. So, uh, so you've got all your microscope work, you've got your astronomy stuff. And of course, you've got your uh, Bat Detector Reviews, a blog website. Now, this, this is obviously what we really want to talk about today because uh, most, most of our listeners here, I would imagine all of our listeners here, have all used bat detectors of various makes and models uh, throughout the years. And this website, and we'll give details of where to find the website at the end of the interview, everyone, but this this website, this blog site, or whatever you call it, which is available on the internet, how many visitors to this do you get in a typical month? If you're enjoying listening to our podcasts, perhaps you would also be interested in joining Batability Club. To find out more about Club, which includes hundreds of hours of accessible training resources available to you in your own time and at your pace, go to batability.co.uk. Thank you. typically get uh, between 2,000 and 3,000 visitors per month, uh, unless it's kind of like uh, a peak of bat detecting season. And in those cases, it can be even even more, quite a bit more uh, yeah. during those those months when everyone is gearing up for bat detecting or... Yeah. Now, how, how did you get into this? Did, was there an interest in computers and electronics, which then yes. drove an interest in bat detectors, which then drove an interest in bats, or were you into bats before you were into bat detectors? What, what, was, what was the order? Uh, well, the, the order actually was, um, I'm basically a naturalist, I guess, at heart. And so 
birding and things like that I've always been involved with. Um, but uh, I have a, a lot of experience building electronic kits. So I would build a lot of uh, electronic kits um, just as a hobby. Um, kits that were uh, sent with all of the parts basically needed and just assembly instructions. And all, all a person would need to do is solder everything up. And so I really enjoyed building those kinds of kits. And once came across uh, a kit, which was offered from Canada and uh, uh, built that one and went on my first bat walk um, with the Museum of Natural History, uh, a couple of ladies who, uh, one is Danielle Gustafan, who you may have heard uh, her name. Uh, she's involved with the New York City Bat Group. Uh, but the funny story is, is that uh, all of a sudden my bat detector barely worked. This bat detector wasn't working and I was getting frustrated. And uh, yeah, some of the leaders of the walk, they had Peterson, uh, I should say Peterson. Yeah. You pronounce that, but uh, detectors and, and, and mine wasn't working. And I was getting so frustrated and it turned out to be a wire came loose because of just very cheap construction with this particular uh, detector. And the components that were used in the wires were um, very, very flimsy, very cheap construction. So I found out later that the, one of these wires came loose that really shouldn't have. But so that was uh, like a really awful uh, example of a, a bat detector kit. And so I believe I had uh, a somewhat negative review of it on my blog at one point, but then I removed it because it, it just, I figured, well, it's not nice. So I removed that particular kit, uh, that review, but that is what kind of started uh, me into uh, bat detecting. And uh, I had bats actually uh, present in my backyard, in my urban uh, environment. There were you know, big brown bats and little brown bats. And uh, so I'd be able to record them nightly. Um, but I just continued uh, with that um, uh, down that road of uh, uh, bat detectors. And what happened was I just became fascinated with bat detectors themselves and uh, just really got very interested in them. And um, that's how I, I initially uh, started the blog. And I should say there was there's one other thing. Um, uh, the company Dotatronic, uh, shortly after uh, the company Dotatronic in Italy, um, came out with a bat detector and it, it looked like a very nice bat detector. It had that quintessential shape to it. It had a uh, orange backlit LCD and I thought it looked very promising. And, and, and so I wanted to write a review about it and just kind of get the word out about this bat detector. And what happened was uh, no one ever really found out about it and it never really got produced in, on a large scale. And, and then the project was, was canceled basically. And I thought that it was so sad. And I think it was because there was no exposure. Uh, so people didn't know about this bat detector and I didn't want that to happen in the future. I was like, well, you know, that really, you know, maybe if people knew about this bat detector, the existence of this particular bat detector, it could have been successful. Yeah, so yeah. that was one of the things that drove me. And so I said, you know, I'll do this blog. And from now on, I'd like to get the word out about, and especially obscure bat detectors that someone may never uh, know exist in the mainstream 
Yeah. So. Yeah. So how many how many bat detectors have you reviewed? I'm not sure if you've said already on camera, yeah. but it's quite uh, a lot. Over yeah. 40. 40. Wow. Yeah. So over over 40. Okay. And do all of these manufacturers do they send you free kit to review now? Or do they no, the majority, uh uh quite a few of them, I say the majority of them uh will you know they they get it um returned after the okay. review period. Okay, yeah, okay. And but, um, especially some of them are quite expensive. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, I think I was saying to you before we started the interview, um, well, before we put the cameras on for the interview at Batability Club, uh, we did a few reviews of uh, some equipment uh, in the early days of club. And by goodness, it's hard. It's hard to actually do a review of a bit of kit. Uh, I thought it would have been quite easy. And, but to actually go into it thoroughly and to try and keep a, a balanced perspective yes. and also learn about how that individual bat detector actually works, you know, that's, you know, it's, it's not an easy thing to do, it's, especially if you're, bouncing from one manufacturer to another manufacturer and they all do things totally differently of course yes usually yes. with a similar end result but you know yes. machines do things differently in order to get there uh but you obviously enjoy it you obviously you obviously yeah. enjoy it what what, yeah. what happened is quite quite early on i just became uh I guess you could say obsessed. I just love the idea of bat detectors themselves and yeah. just really, you know, kind of became obsessed with the different types, uh, how they work, how they've been built, um, you know, the offerings, uh, how they can be of use to bat workers. And um, I just, I just, I enjoyed reviewing them, uh, reviewing them to try to, you know, uh, inform people uh, about the things they'd want to hear about yeah. uh, the detector or the things that they would uh, find important. Um, and I just I just go crazy when I get a new bat detector to review. I just, <laughs> I get giddy and I, I just love it. And it's, I just love everything about bat detectors basically. And so that's how that would made it, you know, quite easy to continue, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, of course, you've got a support team, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, so tell us a little bit about what's happening here. Are, are yeah. these... Yeah, this uh, is just a, a sample of... Uh, uh, this is my nephew, Gabriel. Okay. And uh, he, I decided, you know, he could be a bat detector model. And, uh, <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, these are the different bat detectors. And... Uh, uh, you know, there's one from Titley, there's one from Wildlife Acoustics. Yeah. Uh, there's Peterson yeah, uh, yeah. microphone there and another yeah. one from Wildlife Acoustics. And there were quite a few others. And it's just funny because, I don't know, he's kind of cute. And it, some people find it, uh, I don't know, uh, cute and funny, uh, you know. So I had him pose with bad detectors for a while. <laughs> And I joke around now. I say, you know, he's eight years old. I say, I get, I think he's getting a little long in the tooth. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think he could pull it off uh, so well anymore, you know. 
Uh, but, but he could he could uh, he could become the the succession plan yeah uh, so yeah. As, as he gets older he can begin to take over for oh yeah uh, yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I hadn't thought of that so so Gabriel could be the, the, the future yeah uh, I love this picture here on the on the top left I mean this kind of quite often is how I feel when, when I get a new bat detector. It just comes out of the box and my hands just go, what, what do I do with this? <laughs> it's especially, especially how I feel when I, when I get involved in software as well. I put on a new bit of software that I've never used. And yeah. it, it, sometimes it feels as if it'd be simpler to learn how to fly a, an airline than it would some of the, the software that comes out. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. yeah. Okay, no, good stuff. Right, so, goodness, so many bat detectors, and we're, we're going to touch upon a few of these, uh, maybe in a little bit more detail in, uh, you know, in the course of the rest of the, the interview. But, I mean, here, here are examples of stuff that you've looked at uh, in the past. And goodness, some of these I recognize. Uh, here's an old Anabat SD2. I've got one yes. of those in the office behind me. <laughs> here's Peterson's time expansion, frequency division, heterodyne bat detector. Probably, arguably, in my opinion, uh, for its time, probably one of the best bat detectors ever built but on its day. I don't know Absolutely. if you would feel that yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. And it yeah. was, it produced the, the most beautiful sounding heterodyne uh, that I've ever heard, I think, on any bat detector. I you know it's kind of weird. It's kind of a weird point, I guess, but yeah. it's true as far as uh, when listening to uh, the, the heterodyne um, system on it, it just sounds just wonderful. And, you know, the time expansion, of course, is is great and the ability to hook it up to uh, Zoom recorders, the Zoom yeah. brand uh, recorders. There's even a small guide somewhere. I think I may have referenced it, in fact, on, on the review, uh, how you can set the settings on that D240X yeah. uh, to hook up to uh, a Zoom recorder yeah. you know, for best results. Yeah. And uh, the other interesting thing is, is that, uh, well, <laughs> Uh, let's see, going across uh, on the bottom there, uh, that bat detector with the uh, 73 kilohertz. This one, display. okay, yeah. That one, that one's from Japan. That one uh, uh, is a bat detector from Japan and it's still in production, um, but uh, the gentleman who designed it and makes it, he has a friend who can do some translating, some translating for him if someone were to, you know, order one, I suppose. Okay. And is it purely a heterodyne bat detector? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, it's yeah. Uh, that's yeah, that's a yeah. tunable heterodyne. And I just, again, this is a thing where uh, it may not be the the best choice for uh, for a bat worker. Uh, it'd be great probably for a hobbyist, but yeah. I just have to, you know, I'm on this thing where I just have to get my hands on any bat every bat detector that's <laughs> that's out there that I can find, you know, and and so. Uh, on the top of this photo, there's a very small one that's really yeah. tiny. And that one was one from Dototronic as okay. well. And that was called the Batango, as okay. in bat and go. So bat and go, because it's okay. so small, you can keep it in your pocket. 
it required the use of earphones and okay. very simple push button. But unfortunately, it never it never made it. It was another uh, bat attack that it never really, uh, I guess, caught on. And sometimes the, the the builders or designers, manufacturers themselves, uh, sometimes don't have a lot of um, uh, confidence in, in in some of the products like this this kind of one off uh, thing where you just made a few and then probably didn't think that they would uh, be too popular and like stopped making them but it's there anyway and I did a little review of it you know so sometimes I, I do I do do that and uh, I also have a section on the blog where there's uh, reviews of uh, bat detectors that are no longer produced. Okay, so right. a little section. Put them aside, and then the main list is, of course, bat detectors that are currently in production. Yeah, and there are. So, I mean, I, I started doing bats almost thirty years ago. Okay, and and in the UK, uh, when I started doing bats, there was only really one manufacturer of bat detectors at that point. And the only other manufacturer that I was aware of, but of course, this was before the internet had really taken off and all the rest of it, was Peterson Electronics in Sweden. Yes. And it was basically Batbox Limited or Stag Electronics, as they were called back then. Yeah. Yes. So yes. It was Stag Electronics and Peterson were really the only two brands that people were using. And nobody had a Peterson unless they had a spare few thousand pounds, which was it's a lot of money today, but that was an even considerably more money <laughs> yes. 25, 30 years ago. But there are just so many uh, manufacturers now of these things. And each manufacturer uh, quite often has a range of products. So wildlife acoustics, for example, they don't just have one bat detector, you know, typically scientific. They've got a range of bat detectors. Elecon, the same. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. It's kind of. It's fascinating. And yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask you something. Okay. Sure. And I'm sure someone will have asked you this before. Okay. But when you go outside tonight into <laughs> your back garden with a bat detector to record bats, right? Which machine have you got? In your hands, are you able to say? Uh, do you uh, bounce between different ones, or do you have one yeah, that for uh, you you're quite attached to? Oh, uh, let's see. Oh, well, the the Griffin from Batbox was it really an uh, that's an amazing uh, bat detector, and um, uh, I really like the uh, the new stereo uh, bat scanner. Uh, okay. From yeah. from uh, Elecon. It's a bit like this one here, but yes, sure. yeah. Yes, and it's uh, I, I've actually reviewed it as well. It has two microphones, and it gives you a, a really wonderful kind of experience because as the bat is flying by, you hear it coming from the right, and then you hear it leaving from the left. So it kind of gives you that because of the two microphones. It yeah, because be it's got, I think, I've only ever seen one being used once, but it's got a microphone on the side here and a microphone on the side there. Yes, that's yes, the stereo works. one. Yes. Yeah. And I believe that that might be a photo of the uh, original one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The stereo one might look slightly different, but that that's a great one. Um, and uh, 
I, I kind of like, of course, the the echo meter, the echo meter touch yeah. uh, to pro. That's an excellent bit of kit uh, because you just put it on a phone or tablet. Typically with me, it's a, it's a tablet and, you know, you get quite a bit of information. Uh, you can't beat getting uh, an auto ID, which should be, fa you know, fairly accurate. We, we, you know, that's a whole... Now, let's that's a whole other thing, but but <laughs> yeah. I, I you know more. I, I guess a lot of people, uh, hobbyists anyway, would really enjoy seeing the ID come up. So that's that's yeah. a lot of fun. And then the, the only other one I like, um, uh, the one I just uh, I'm in the process of reviewing is uh, the the Lunabat. It's called the Lunabat DFR One Pro from okay. Animal Sound Labs in Poland. Okay. And it's, uh, I just like it because it, it, it reminds me of just like a classic kind of the quintessential bat detector, you know, it's got like the shape, it's got lots of LEDs, I'm a big fan of LEDs, okay. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't know, and I just kind of, I like it, it records automatically, uh, full spectrum, so that, okay. that's a pretty good one as well. Okay. Okay, no, sounds sounds good, and uh, we've got a few we've got a few here. I mean, we've talked about some of these already. Um, so there's the Peterson. This is the one. I, I tell you, this this bat detector. I've never owned one, but it must have been about fifteen years ago or so, maybe a little bit longer than that. But I I, I do a lot of courses where people people think I can tell them things about bat detectors and the bat acoustics and stuff, and so I get people turn up on courses and. I had an attendee turned up on one of my courses a long time ago and they had one of these machines and they didn't know how to work it. They didn't know how to get it all set up because it's not necessarily as straightforward as, because in its time it was a complicated bat detector. Right, yes, yeah. yes. Albeit top of its class, there was nothing yes. else like it in its time, I don't think. Certainly not from a European perspective anyway. Yes. And I remember I went back to my bedroom that night having borrowed their bat detector to then write out, write out uh, on paper what setting. And I remember just I had the bat detector, bats flying outside in the garden of the hotel, and I was pressing buttons and altering settings to try and get them the best configuration. And I did it. I did it, but it was not. It was not a quick. It was not a quick yeah. thing for me yeah. to do because they didn't. Of course, they gave me the bat detector, but they hadn't brought along the the guide with it. Right. <laughs> so, right. So I've tried to do it all without the guide, and and of course, the internet back then it wasn't quite as good as it is today. But but I've also got a. We've got down here the bat logger, a, which yes. is the classic bat logger M. Yes. That's a, you, wonder, a wonderful detector. Yeah, that, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah, very robust. Have you reviewed yet the the new one, that the the one that they just brought out earlier this year? Right, um, right. Uh, no, I've, I was promised one. I'll probably have to follow up. Uh, but yeah, they said they would uh, see about getting me one to review. It looks very interesting. Yeah. Looks like something from the set of Star Trek or something. In a way. Yeah, it's kind, of, it's kind of got that handle on it. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I had Elicon, a, a Elicon did a talking back interview uh, with me. Goodness, it was probably oh. January or February this year, and it was pretty much the week, uh, the week after 
uh, they had announced and had finally released pictures of the new bat detector. But um, I've yet to see one in the flesh, so to speak. Um, yes, yes. So, uh, and then we've got a, well, we've got the bat box, Baton XD. You sent me a picture of that. Is there a reason in particular why you sent me a picture of this one? Or? That is a wonderful bat detector. And the its predecessor, used to be kind of like a, a workhorse for me. It was like one of my main bat detectors. Uh, and I used to use it as well for uh, unattended bat recording as well. And it, it, it never failed, you know, it was robust and uh, dependable and it was great. And, and of course the XD has so many more advanced features. It's just, there's nothing not to like about it. You know, yeah. I, I love that. I love that uh, baton. Yeah. And it's, Pretty reasonably priced for, for what it is. You know, it's you're not spending yes. you know, a couple of thousand dollars on it or whatever. You know, it's right, it's, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. What about this here? This is the Anabat Scout, I think. Is that correct? Is that yeah. a scout that's here? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I know a few Anabat people. Scout. Yeah, I know a few people that have got these in the UK. I have I have had one for a loan of on one night last year. Um I was a bit surprised when, look, I'm used to the Batlogger M, okay? And then when I picked up the Anabat Scout, I was expecting it to be quite heavy, but it's almost like I picked up the Scout and I thought, well, this must just be a prototype and I haven't put anything inside the box because it was so <laughs> it was so light you know, yeah. by comparison to the Batlogger M. How, how did you find the Scout? Uh, Absolutely. Have you used it much? Uh, it, was, it was a pleasure to use. Actually, it's, it was very nice and uh, uh, easily, uh, you can easily start uh, recording bat calls uh, as soon as you, you know, walk out the door and you get all of the essential uh, info that you would want to know about is, is right there on the display. Um, and it's a pleasing display. It doesn't, uh, you know, mess up your night vision uh, yeah. or anything. And uh it, it made some very nice recordings as well. And um, I was able to record uh, bats from at least 100 feet away uh, with it. I believe that was one of the ones that I, uh, I tested at that distance. Okay. And um, yeah, that's one, one of my things that had been from early on is trying to see just how far we can pick up a bat from okay. with the detector. So that's, that's one of my things, you know, well, I've always uh, tried to see and, and which one would pick up bats at, at, at the greatest distances. Yeah, and of course, your big bats are going to pick up from uh, further away than the smaller. So I would imagine for you, your big brown bats, which I think are an Epithecus species, is that correct? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So they're a bit species. like serotines and northern bats that we get in Northwest Europe. Um, so I would imagine you would pick them up from further away than your little brown bats. And I think your little brown bats, are they a myotis species? Are they, I can't remember. Uh, yeah, uh, the little little brown bats are, um, yeah, it's a myotis uh, lucificus. That's it, yeah, that's it, yeah. So you call, you've got big brown bats, you've got little brown bats, but they're completely different uh, genus. <laughs> they're completely, it's, it's yeah. So I would imagine, do you try and do this test about distance? Do you consider 
the species of bat that you're recording relative to the distance as well? Uh, I, I typically will, will do it for um, an extended period of time, uh, sometimes uh, between 30 minutes or to an hour, and then compare uh, the amount of uh, the number of bats because there'll be typically three species uh, which are uh, pretty much always present um, in, in that particular setting. Um, and so I'll see how many I've gotten of each species and I'll, I'll do comparisons. I'll print out things and, and do comparisons, especially if I happen to have two detectors on hand uh, at the same time, okay. you know, and that's fun, you know, yeah. so you record, you know, and then record for one night and then the next night and, and just keep doing it and alternating and then comparing the results. And then I can come up and actually say, you know, detector A has been picking up bats for uh, at a greater distance uh, consecutively, you know. Gotcha. No, I think that's 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 amazing. That's amazing stuff. You know, it's uh, really interesting. And of course, people can read all about this on on the blog. Um, look, there's, there's a few other things here. That, look, here's this one from Japan that you were yes. talking about earlier. Uh, did you tell me earlier? Uh, you mentioned something about how you, you got this. You decided to review this, but everything was in Japanese, so you had to yes. get somebody to translate it all, yeah. yeah. Yes, and it just in order to place an order, well, in my case, it was just to review uh, review a sample. And right. so he had someone who, uh, you know, was uh, bilingual and would email, would be the go-between between me and the, uh, the, the maker. I think by now he may have, uh, might have streamlined the operation of actually, you know, selling these. Um, you know, it's kind of like he's like a, a one-man operation, I believe. So, okay. you know, and he builds them, and uh, and like I said, they're they're just neat. And I, I'm I'm afraid I have to have I have to get my hands on every bat detector that <laughs> is out there. Just, you know, and so I went searching and uh, came across this one, and it I just I like the specification. I just I like the way it looked and. I thought it'd be interesting, and uh, but if if a person were to order one, it, it won't be a quick process. <laughs> it may not be a, it may not be a quick process. He may have streamlined it a bit by now, but uh, okay, uh, yeah, with you know, it wasn't it wasn't exactly. It's not like going to one of the major manufacturers and just clicking and two clicks and you and you'll have it you know yeah. in the mail, and uh, yeah, and then the, these these two are made by the company Seal. Yeah. Uh, who actually they're out of business now, I believe. Okay. Uh, okay. But the the blue one, uh, the, the, this red and yellow one uh, yeah. on the left was, uh, you know, of course a children's one, and yeah. I, I just love that because you could get kids started early, yeah, and uh, appreciating bats, and uh, and detecting bats, which is great. And uh, yeah, the one on the left, I mean, I'm sorry, the one on the right, uh, the blue one is was one of the first uh, time expansion. Uh, like really affordable time expansion detector. Okay. Now, it was convoluted and stuff. It would really be only for a hobbyist, like hobbyist level, so they can, you know, get a taste of time expansion. Yeah. You know, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't have been for a professional, no way. But you could say, hey, I have a time expansion detector and for under $300 or 
something wow. like that. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> but they went out of business. Yeah. 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 They were selling yeah. the stuff too cheap. <laughs> yeah. They should have charged more. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. Okay. No, I just thought you sent me these pictures earlier and I thought, okay, I don't know much about, well, I don't know anything about these bat detectors. So I just thought it would just yeah. be interesting to, uh, to get your, to get your take on those. Yeah. But you do some, uh, I mean, this is serious kit. This is, okay. Yes. This is Avisoft and, yes. uh, yeah. So am I right in saying this is the end elevation view of one of these machines here? Is that correct? Uh, or I, not quite? Uh, no, no. In fact, that is its own, that is its own separate uh, uh, detector. That is a later model. The, the, the one with the, um, the that, that cool bat engraved in it. That yeah. is actually, I believe it's a different model than, than either of those. Okay. Uh, shown with the pen okay. um yeah and it's just they're all great you know as you can see they're kind of like a usb microphone but uh that is like that would be an understatement because they're really high quality you know cutting edge microphones and then of course the software that is coupled with them is like uh i think it would require uh quite a bit of, of study to get a lot of the features, um, you know, to bring the features uh, to bear because it, it just has a ton, the software that is um, provided with these is just, uh, it's, it's very, very capable and it's very, uh, it's not simple. It's not yeah. any kind of, yeah. you know, yeah. So you have to be I've, kind of dedicated, yeah. yeah. I've, I've the results the, the results are good though yeah i've used the software in conjunction with ultrasonic lures um oh. and i've seen their software for their analysis and it does look very very thorough but yeah. i've never actually yeah so thorough is the word i'm going to use um but I've, never actually, I've <laughs> never actually tried to use their software myself it's that and and i don't know, I'm probably doing a disservice here, but I don't know anyone in the UK that uses their software. There will be somebody somewhere, but yeah. but there are certainly people in Europe that use the software and absolutely love it yes. and uh, it, it, talk yeah. very highly of it. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it would be perfect for someone who, um, you know, has an advanced knowledge of, of bioacoustics and you know, could make use of all of these different things that 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 it has available. Yeah, you know? yeah. Now, I'm quite sure, I'm quite sure uh, in the process of doing all of this, um, some of these uh, amazing manufacturers that send you free stuff to look at and at least oh, yes. allow you to play around with temporarily, uh, I'm quite sure they try and uh, bribe you or uh, <laughs> grab your attention in different ways. What kind of well, stuff have you been sent? <laughs> I, I must say, I must say that I, I request this stuff. I asked them, I said, do you guys have any pens? Do you guys have any pens with your logos on them or okay. something that you can send me? Okay. And in, in this case, uh, Titley sent me this wonderful uh, uh, USB drive. It has a magnetic. Wow. Okay. Right. I didn't and know they did that. Yeah. yeah, it's useful. It's yeah. useful. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> impressed, Al. I mean, I know all the guys in Titley, right? 
and they've never given me a free USB drive. <laughs> no, I, well, I, I asked, yeah, I know. The thing is, they, they may not have even thought of it, but um, of course, I thought of asking them, do you have anything with any logos on it? Because I love that stuff. And, yeah. and you know, if you have anything, and they sent me a couple of pens, okay. which were uh, completely uh, biodegradable, by the way, biodegradable okay. pens, they were wow. interesting. And, uh, a couple of packets of tea <laughs> at the Annabelle logo. Have a cup of have a have a Aussie cup. Yeah, have a us. have a Aussie cup with us. Wow! And there's Annabelle systems, and then the, the logo in the back there. Okay. Yeah. And, so and, did, uh, did, did did you have a cup with them? I have a whoops. No. Wildlife acoustics shirt. Now these aren't easy to get. <laughs> I actually no. I, I actually <laughs> I, I won this. Uh, by by correctly guessing how many uh, of the particular model uh, bat detectors, I, I forgot, I can't think of the name of it, but how many of them would fit in a, uh, a particular knapsack or particular uh, backpack that they had. Okay. And uh, well, you win, the, you win the backpack. Okay. And people were guessing on Twitter, but, and it was on Twitter, but okay. I happened to, well, I have a bit of an advantage, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> figure out the dimensions of how many and i i guessed uh eight or nine and that's what it was you can fit eight of these uh these uh standalone detectors inside the and it's a it's a beautiful uh backpack <laughs> wow. but uh, other people tried to guess they just you know didn't, didn't get it <laughs> <laughs> i want to i want to go back to the t all right oh sure did, yeah did, did you have a cup of tea? Yeah, yes, I did. Yeah, and, and, uh, and I, how was it? It wasn't very good. <laughs> I said, it wasn't very good enough. You know what it is, and I couldn't wait to see what it was. And it's right. lemon, lemon myrtle bush tea. Lemon myrtle bush tea. It, it doesn't sound oh, great. <laughs> yeah, and it, it wasn't. It was, oh no. No, no, but I love, I love, you know, the logos, but uh, no, the tea was not very good. And right, so they should stick, the, uh, they should stick yeah. to making bat detectors. Is that what we're saying? Is it? Uh, yeah, yeah. Because uh, no, no one, no, uh, you know, no self-respecting Brit would even, you know, drink, <laughs> swallow, swallow it, uh, a sip of that. <laughs> that, 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 that's probably why we've never seen them in the British Isles. Okay, no, they've probably thought we're going, we're going to the UK. We'll, we'll leave the tea bags behind. <laughs> well, the, the majority of uh, my visitors are from the UK. In fact, okay. I wanted to mention that as well. The wow. Overwhelming, so overwhelming majority of my visitors are what, from the UK. To to the block side, yeah. Yes. Wow, wow, that that's that's amazing. Um, Amazing stuff, amazing stuff. So do you typically go bat batting every week or does it just go with when you've got bat detectors to review? Or Yeah, yeah. How, when how I, when I have bat detectors to review, I, I well, typically uh, I will simultaneously have, uh, if I have an unattended uh, bat detector, uh, I'll have that deployed. Like right now the... Uh, the latest one from Wildlife Acoustics is on the window still, but that is for um, various mammals and uh, typically geared for non-bat species. It's the um, yeah. 
Yeah, it's the micro. The, the micro, yes, I've yeah. heard of this. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I have, I have a little bit about it on on the blog so far, but uh, I will say that it can pick up a goat. I've got goat spectrograms because the neighbor has goats from uh, two hundred feet away. It will pick up a baby goat crying from two hundred feet away. I can I can say that with confidence. <laughs> I could just see that in the Wildlife Acoustics website. <laughs> I was hoping to share the uh, the sonogram so that anyone would, would know this is a goat. Yeah, they have a petting zoo uh, or they're owners of a petting zoo, so they keep a few baby goats at home. Okay. And <laughs> so I've also heard, I think Tidley have just launched a bat yeah. detector that isn't a bat detector as well, that's designed. Yes. Yeah, I can't yes. remember what it's called. Um, uh, it's called the uh, chorus. That's it, the chorus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I haven't seen one of these yet either. Um, but I've been uh, promised one as well. Uh, okay. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to it. Well, because I have frogs and toads, and I consider myself very fortunate now to be living in such an environment. So we typically have frogs and toads and uh, lots of singing insects, which I do enjoy recording from time to time and uh, mammals, we have some small mammals and things. And we have large mammals, we have foxes sometimes and, you know, coyotes. So okay. I'm kind of hoping to get some good stuff on that, uh, that the new wildlife acoustics micro as well as uh, the chorus. Yeah, when I, yeah. When I get it. Right, so we'll have reviews of those coming up on your uh, blog site. Uh, you know, in the coming months. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we close off? I'm trying to think of, I mean, again, people, people, I, I sit here, right? And, I, you know, he, he, here is my questions that I had for Al. Okay. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I just go with the flow. Uh, so yeah. I, tend, I tend not to sit here with uh, a list of questions. I prefer just right, to kind right. of keep it natural. And yeah. that way you end up talking about things that, uh, you don't expect to be talking about and uh, so it's it's been interesting is there anything else you want to mention about about what you do and the website or anything else before we close off uh, um, no um, not really for, for now I'm just I'm, I'm still continuing with the reviews um, on on the blog and um, yeah just looking forward to new uh, you know new detectors coming along. And uh, and now we have these non uh, these cute little non bat detectors, which again they're geared towards non bats. So yeah. I it occurred to me, well, that would be a good thing to test as well, since and yeah. they're from the same companies, which you know which make bat detectors. So yeah, um, no, I I think I think definitely. I mean, I I'm quite uh, heavily involved in the British Isles with recording um, small terrestrial mammals and stuff like that. And part of that interest was uh, arose because of the things that people uh, recorded on the bat detectors almost by accident whilst they were out at night. And this stuff would confuse people. They wouldn't even, they wouldn't even think some of these sounds came from bats when they didn't come from bats at all. Right, like your like your book. I was looking over uh, your book. Okay. Was that is that a bat? Is that a bat? Yeah, okay. I wasn't <laughs> yeah. sure. If, 
I wasn't sure if you'd heard of that or not. Yeah. So yeah, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So that, that's kind of where the book came from. And uh, and we've just been commissioned. Uh, I'll just say very briefly, we've just been commissioned to do a book on the sound identification of all of Britain's terrestrial mammals. Wow. Excluding bats. Okay, so yeah. uh, so all of that. So it's everything from shrews to deer species. Yes. Uh, that would be so, great. Yeah. So those detectors that you're talking about, the 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 micro from uh, wildlife acoustics and the chorus from Titlia, I may very well be, you know, using one or both of those at some point over the next 18 months. Excellent. And and it's yourself, I mean. You're going to be, or you are, the place where somebody like me would go to to think, right, I wonder what Al is saying about that particular bat detector or whatever. So it's uh, it's, it's great because uh, <laughs> it just makes life so... Well, it's not that everybody's always going to agree with your perspective. Yes, yes, yes. But it's another perspective and it's independent of what the people that are trying to sell the kit is telling the potential customers about. That's yes. kind of what we're talking about, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yes. It has to be, you know, unbiased and, and you know, unbiased and honest and just how I see stuff and whether or not sometimes the manufacturers are happy about stuff. Like uh, I might mention that it's it may be difficult to get a battery in or it uh, is a pain in the neck to get the SD card in and out or something like that, or something really, uh, similar to that, some, some, something minor, but similar. And, uh, and of course, they're not pleased. <laughs> they're not that pleased. They'll try to contact me and be, well, are you sure? You know, and stuff like that. But, you know, uh, so I well, try this, to but- be accurate. But this is but this is what then adds credibility to what you're doing because if if you're looking at a product and at the one hand if there is an aspect of the product that's negative and you're prepared to say that that then adds more weight to the positive things to do with that product yeah. does it not it's yes. it's it's almost like the fact you've said something constructive or uh, call it negative feedback, if you like, it then means that the positive things you're saying uh, are are genuine, you know, are, yes. because it, it has to be true. And there is no perfect bat detector out there. Right. Um, I mean, people people ask me all the time, what is my favorite bat detector? And a little bit like what you did earlier, I give them a list of maybe four or five and I almost say to them, if those four or five bat detectors could come together and have a baby, yeah. <laughs> if, if, we had the, if we had the best of one and the best of another and the features of this one, yeah. then that would probably be the bat detector to have. But life's not like that. It's, yeah. it's yeah. more complex, yeah. Um, it's surprising. I get quite a few uh, emails from uh, from readers just asking. Uh, sometimes they'll ask between two, so they're yeah. trying to decide between two, and I'll help them. You know, in regards to their requirements and their condition and what they're going to be using it for, and you know, um, 
and uh, sometimes they'll say, well, I'm, you know, I'm considering these three and I'll say, well, okay, well, this one is not going to be good for you. Let's, you know, and stuff like that. But I get quite a few emails like that on a yeah. regular basis. Yeah. And, you know, and it's good that you're able to give, it's good that you're able to give people a steer. Um, but what I like what you said there was you ask them what they're going to be using it for. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. that's, that is the thing that really drives the bus in that respect, because I'm using it for bat walks, you know, that's going yeah. to be a completely different answer to someone that's maybe going to be using it for full spectrum analysis of echolocation pulses to the nth degree. It's two completely different yeah. answers. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh, and it, yeah. it's interesting when I, and I, uh, I hear from hobbyists uh, who want to get into uh, or want to purchase more expensive equipment, like more advanced equipment sometimes. And it's like, that's, that's great. More power to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think that's yeah. great. Well, Al Milano, more power to you. Okay. Because, <laughs> uh, you know, you. Uh, we'd never met before today, although we've corresponded uh, with had exchanges of emails uh, in the past and quite a few emails leading up to today's interview as well. And I've got to say, it's been a complete pleasure uh, talking to you and it's been it's been nice thank that we've had a few laughs as well uh, yes no, thank you you no, as that, well yeah yeah i really appreciate it oh it has been a total pleasure i am so glad well. yeah so glad i've got to meet you i'm so glad me uh, too yeah and it's been great talking back with you thank you happy bat detecting <laughs> hope you enjoyed this Talking Bat interview, which is an edited, audio-only version of the original videoed session. The full version, including video, is available via Betability Club, our online training platform. To find out more about Club, go to betability.co.uk. Till next time, thank you. Mm-hmm.